I've enjoyed some firsts for the show, like filming in a bus, filming on a plane, and flying that plane. (laughs) Great times. This episode presented a couple more firsts. This is the first time I've filmed an episode while on a raft floating the river. And this is the first episode where my guest didn't wear a shirt. Don't worry, I wore mine. Nobody wants to see that. (laughs) I'm on my way to Desert River Guides to pick up owner Cody Dudgeon. He and his wife Ryan launched their company earlier this year, and they spend every day taking people down the river. A quick run through the reviews and you'll see that they're providing a fantastic experience. Cody grew up here and spent time guiding raft trips in big water in Idaho and Montana. He and Ryan returned to teach in the area and brought their extensive knowledge of the rivers with them. I want to pick Cody's brain for information about the rivers and the outdoor recreation industry. I was in a hurry to install cameras and sound equipment and keep it waterproof without too much disruption to Cody's paying customers in another raft. So please excuse the camera angles and enjoy the beautiful view of the San Juan River. I promise we get Cody on camera before the episode's complete. Want to see how it goes? Come along for the ride in Ken's Think Tank. Ken's Think Tank is made possible by the following sponsors. Ken Collins Marketing. It's simple. We help small business owners get more customers. So this is the San Juan River. It's currently running at about 890 cubic feet per second. Cubic feet per second is about a basketball worth of water flowing down the river every second. So we about to have about 890 basketballs of water underneath us every second. Right on. Yeah. Okay. San Juan River originates up in the mountains in uh, near Pagosa and comes through Navajo Lake and then we're on a dam fed section of the stream which allows us to basically run the river year round. We just got started this year. It's been an adventure we've been working on for about two years now. Yeah. And finally got started on Memorial Weekend was our grand opening this year, Memorial Weekend 2021. Right on. You got you guys grow did Ryan grow up here too? She did. Um, she was born down in Las Cruces okay. and then moved here to Farmington when she was eight years old. Right on. And I was born in Durango and lived in Aztec and Farmington up until I was in my mid-20s. Yeah, we saw an opportunity. Uh, We moved back home in 2015. Um, I had graduated with my degree as a history teacher and saw an opportunity to take a job here at Piedra Vista High School. And then after a couple of years, realized that, you know, this river has some really good access points um, and there's no one making use of it. Right. And so we stepped in and found a way to start a business and run the San Juan and Animas Rivers here in San Juan County. The city of Farmington has been uh, really helpful. They've been making sure that the river access points are up to snuff for a commercial company to be able to make use of them. Um, They're also trying to increase access for the public as well. And by making it usable for us, it makes it more usable for everyone. Right. Um, So the city of Farmington has been an integral player in in helping us to decide to do this. Um, 
They've also worked with, you know, the state to make sure that we're meeting all the regulations and that the access points themselves are up to state regulations and, and sort of national standards. Right. One of the major reasons we started this is so that people in Farmington will recognize that this resource is valuable and that it's worth protecting. Right. And by putting more people on these rivers, commercially and privately, we will see more people recognize that value and hopefully try to start protect it and maybe clean up some of the issue areas right. um, throughout the county, really. There's a lot of places where there's old car bodies on the side of the river that were used for erosion protection, but now we recognize that those things are hazards. Right. There's a lot of good things happening nationally that Farmington can benefit from. And now that the people of the city, as well as the city government itself, recognize that, we are actually going to be able to access some of those national resources and nonprofit organizations that work on river issues throughout the country. Yeah. Awesome. There's actually a little bit of water in this river. There's some, yeah, we're yeah. doing well actually. This is a pretty decent flow. It's, uh, it's a, probably about 500 cubic feet per second below the average. Right. Um, that's in large part due to the lack of runoff because of the Animus River. Right. Right. Yeah, and we're actually we're actually still above the confluence, right? The animus hasn't fed into. No, we are below it. Oh, we are. We below are it. below okay, the confluence. So, yeah. So we're actually getting we're also getting animus river, animus water in. Yep. In the, here now. the animus river has flowed into here. This is a mixture of the animus and this upper San Juan. Cool. Um, we're actually coming up on the confluence with the La Plata River now. Right. Um, the La Plata River though has about 0.8 CFS flowing in it at the gauge. It's, yeah. it's basically a trickle. There were times in my childhood where we tubed on the yeah. La Plata River um, up north of town. Yeah. It is yeah. no longer a viable stream, <laughs> sadly. And there's, it's a reservoir up, upstream. Uh, there is, is a reservoir that was built upstream off of one of the tributary creeks okay. to the La Prada River. On the main section of the river, there are no reservoirs. Right. Um, it flows directly out of the La Plata Mountains from an area called Kennebec Pass, and then flows almost due south out of Kennebec Pass all the way down here to the confluence. Most of our trips right now are between Bloomfield and Kirtland on the San Juan River. And then on the Animus River, starting next year, once it comes back up, we'll have access from Cedar Hill. Uh, the county is putting in a new access point there at Cedar Hill. And then there's another really nice access that the city of Aztec is developing. In the city of Aztec, there's another access in Flora Vista at what we call Penny Lane. And then access is all along from Penny Lane down through the confluence. With recreation comes vision, right? People see these right. spots as something other than a desert dumping ground or a river to throw your yard waste into. They start to recognize that there is more value in having a clean river with, you know, undisturbed banks than there is to having a place to dump your leftover yard waste right. um, or your concrete chunks that you're trying to use as erosion blocks. Right. 
And so as, as you see these rivers develop, and I've seen this in Idaho and Montana as well, as more commercial access and recreational access increases, more people focus on the protection of those ecosystems and the protection of those environments as, if not just for their beauty, as a resource that can be economically viable right. as well. Right, yeah. So right here, this bank is the edge of the confluence of the La Plata River. It has come due south towards the river here, and then it makes a hard turn in under these bluffs. And right over here to your right is where the actual La Plata River would oh, nice. flow in to the San Juan River. Okay. Um, Historically, it usually at this time of year should be around 250 to 300 cubic feet of water per second. Um, right now, like I said, at the gauge, it's 0.8. Oh. Yeah, so oh. we're, we're looking at uh, significant changes and impacts to these rivers due to drought as well as irrigation. Yeah. We're a farming community, a lot of ranches, farmland, things like that. Um, yeah, there's uh, the ranchers, some of them and the farmers are starting to recognize that old policy is is unsustainable. Um, yeah. The, the Bureau of Reclamation historically has said to farmers and ranchers that if you don't use the maximum amount of your water rights every year, they can actually take that annual setup and remove part of your water rights. And so a lot of these ranchers and farmers are like, well, I'm just gonna use everything I possibly can pull out because it allows me to maintain that water right. Um, the, there are several different organizations in the country that are actually pushing to get some of those laws and policies changed yeah. in order to create a more sustainable irrigation system across the country. Right, okay. What's, right. Your, what's your largest group you've taken out? Uh, well, as a single group, the maximum capacity we have for boat space is only 26 people. Okay. Um, if we have a few little kids, we can put them down the center of the boat and add a few more than that. I think our largest group was uh, 31 with several small children. Um, our largest day that we've put people down river, um, on the Animus, we were doing the Berg, Berg Park um, trip, which is about a one hour float. We put 126 people down river in one day. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, six laps of one hour at a time with about maximum capacity on every lap. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Wow. And it was, it was mostly locals, actually. I, it was surprisingly not as many tourists as I had expected, but the locals haven't had the access to a commercial raft trip. Right. And so they're not used to it. Um, it's been pretty exciting to see how many people are so appreciative of the fact that we're doing this here in Farmington and they can bring their friends and family here instead of having to travel an hour or so away to get to another river company. Yeah. So, in fact, on this trip, you've got in, a, in another boat, you've got some people from Albuquerque. From Albuquerque, originally from Georgia. Yeah. Actually, they, yeah. and they're here camping uh, up at the four wheel drive area in Brown Spring. They were doing some four wheeling and they found out about us and said, hey, let's take part of our vacation to go visit a river company. That's awesome. Yeah. You get to meet such a diverse group of people and the they really it changes their lives in some ways. They they gain a new perspective 
on rivers and yeah. on San Juan County or Farmington. And, and hopefully they start to recognize that this is not just, you know, a dangerous body of water that flows through <laughs> our river or a place we got to clean the water to get drinking water. Right. This is a place you can have some fun. Yeah. And a place that you can bring your friends and safely do some outdoor recreation. Right. And it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's really pretty. So it's a different, it is a different perspective, you know, where you get on the river and move through town, you see things that you would never see if you weren't on the river. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, wildlife for one. Yeah. Most people don't even realize that there is a very large population of blue heron here oh, yeah, in San right. Juan County. They don't see them because they're all hiding down here on the river corridor. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we saw some albino raccoons really? a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, cool. We saw, we see a lot of beavers on the section of the San Juan between McGee Park and where we put in at Westland Park. Yeah. Um, and people didn't realize, they thought beavers were extinct here in San Juan <laughs> County. Like people are like, really? not beavers in San Juan. I'm like, well, yeah, actually there yeah. are, yeah. you know, so it really provides that way to see it differently. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, what was that one that we just passed? That is uh, an outlet for an irrigation canal. Okay. That's, uh, so right there across the river from Westland Park where yep. we put in is the Navajo Diversion Canal. Okay. And it, it's one of the uh, streams or canals that feeds the irrigation. It draws up to Nappy partially, and then it also helps to feed the cooling towers over there at the Arizona Public Service oh, Power Plant. Right, okay. I try to do some of the geological stuff. Like we're, we're in a region of uh, what's called Navajo sandstone around us. It's a formation that was part of a large seabed and then later a sand dune region as it rose up and then it uh, sunk back down and became compacted as an igneous sandstone. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things we like to talk about. Um, I also talk a lot about the history of Farmington and San Juan County. Uh, many people don't realize this, but San, or Farmington, as it grew, the state was also growing, and Farmington has been part of three different counties in New Mexico. Oh, wow, I didn't know It that. started out as part of Taos County. Okay. Taos County went all the way from, it was basically the entire northwest corner of the state, including Taos and the Rio Grande Valley. They then cut that in half and made this area part of Rio Arriba County. Um, and then finally it was then partitioned off and became San Juan County. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, some other cool little fun facts about Farmington. Farmington was originally surveyed on what is known as the peninsula between the Animas and San Juan rivers above the confluence with the Animas right. um, in 1876, just 100 years after the Declaration of Independence. And then by 1880, just four years later, they recognized that that site was not commercially as viable as a site further to the west and north of the Animas River because trade was restricted by having to cross right. a river both to the south and to the north. Right. Um, as well as trade being restricted by uh, sort of the, the harshness of the desert going west right. between the San Juan and Animas Rivers. And so they moved that site in 1884 up to where Farmington's downtown area is now. Right. Um, at that point, they laid it out again with another site survey, but it wasn't until 1902 that Farmington was actually incorporated as a city. 
really cool landscape. It's beautiful through here. The bluffs just right here. Right above us is uh, Troy King Hill up on right. the top there. And then as we come past the end of this next bluff, we get into the Harper Valley. And then we'll pass the Harper Valley and get into Kirtland. All right, so I'm gonna hit this slow water over here. It's called an eddy. We're just gonna slow it down and wait for those guys, see how Make they're sure doing. They, they handle this one, not get Keep pushed into this a tree. Way. There you go. Looking good, keep pushing. Ken, do you wanna give it a try? Sure, man, All right. I'll give it a try. What are some of the resources that are available to people that want to get involved in outdoor rig, just from your experience you've just been going through and still going through? Um, well, the city of Farmington has the Outdoor Recreation Industries Initiative. Um, as far as city programs go, they're trying to provide funding and access to uh, grants through Small Business Development Center and just really finding ways to integrate city programs with outdoor recreation. Trail development, putting up signage at places where there are trailheads or river access locations, um, and just in general make maps and uh, knowledge available to people. Right. Um, beyond that, uh, there's a national push for small business development, especially after the pandemic, that has put money and resources out there for organizations like the Small Business Administration. Um, and those organizations then are a knowledge-based resource that they provide you with the information to start a small business. And like, right. here's how you file for a business license. Here's how you file for a federal tax license, an EIN, right. things like that. Which for me, when I started this endeavor, I had I didn't know what I needed. Right. right? I had no clue what, what it was gonna take to start a business. And so we went to that small business development at San Juan College and they really walked us through like, these are the steps you take. Right. Um, and then you've got to put together a business plan and here's how you write a business plan. And you've got to put together, um, you know, information about what your uh, income is, could potentially be and what your output is going to cost and all these different things. And uh, where do you need to get resources and what are the licensing practices and what does your state need for uh, just to drive a bus in the state of New Mexico. I had to right. find several different bureaucracies to get through. Right. And, right. and so to do that, there was that resource available. So as a business owner, there's a lot of resources out there. Privately, there are even more. Yeah, the, the state actually uh, just created underneath the Economic Development Department, a uh, Department of Outdoor Recreation. I think it's the yeah. Outdoor Economics Division. Right. Um, and they've got a gal, uh, Axie Navas, who is running it. She also was very helpful with yeah. what we were doing here. Um, you know, I, I did have um, some interaction with her as well last year. And she was really nice, really helpful. And just, I don't know, and, and really responsive. So the, the state recognizes the value of what we're doing here and the growth, that it's a growth industry. Yeah. And, and even more so, they recognize that 
it's worth doing just to better the people of New Mexico. Right. It's it's not just the economy they're looking at. They're looking at the the health of the people and the environment, and what we do here benefits those things. Right. Very cool. You look good up there, Ken. You look comfortable. Like <laughs> you I, feel good. Like you know what you're doing. Do I need to be a guide? I mean, you can. You, anytime you feel like it, we'll get you a couple more trips out here and train you up a little bit more on that history stuff. And so this is actually an old uh, water line in the river that is actually broken off. And so it's it's just a chunk of pipe that makes this little wave here. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can, you can see the other chunk of pipe right there. You can see where it's coming out of the wall. Oh, right. And then this other bit of pipe makes us a little wave here. Very cool. They're getting up there. I'm slacking, man. It's all right. <laughs> as long as they don't miss the takeout, we're good. Ouch. Oh, yeah, you want to push that way a little bit. That way. I'm hitting the bottom. No worries. The current will take you around it. Uh-oh. Oh, that ring got over the end of it. You're good. <laughs> so just pull it in and yeah, pop that ring up. There you go. Okay. Wonder if I'll be able to find some really dramatic music for that for little art. <laughs> Footage of the rookie footage. Ken, Ken trying to navigate a rock <laughs> and the boat doing it for him. Yep. The, the current did it for you. That's why raft guides like current events. Right. That was a current event right there. That's awesome. Sort of appropriate to say since I'm at the helm here. Any last words? <laughs> well, um, I just got to you know say how much i appreciate this river and yeah. the support that this community has really shown for what we're doing out here um farmington and the people of farmington have really come out in a big way to enjoy this river with us yeah and i believe that without that community and support and community involvement i probably never would have even tried um i didn't think that this was something that would have been a viable business five years ago. Right. And with what the, the city has done and seeing the, the joy that the people of Farmington have found in what we're doing, I really am glad I started this. It's something that I think will sustain itself in years to come and hopefully give options for our young people to stay here yeah. and give them a reason to remain in Farmington, if not necessarily part of this economy at least with this in mind that they have something to do right um and just the more we use it the better we're going to protect it and i think that farmington is finally getting on that train they're they're realizing that we have some amazing recreation and some amazing outdoor space that we can grow into yeah in a way that's both sustainable economically, environmentally, and socially. Right. It's, Very it's cool. a great place to be. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you guys came back here. I'm glad you guys decided to open this thing up. Thank you. Well, thanks for doing this ride with me. I'm yeah, thanks for coming along. I'm glad you got to try rowing. I'm glad we're out here. It's a beautiful, yeah. sunny day. I was a little worried we might have some rain on us. I but know. It turned out perfect. It's a perfect day. 
Ken's Think Tank is made possible with help from these fine sponsors. Basin Home Health and Hospice. I know who you are. I know what you want. If you're looking for print and radio ads, I can tell you that's not what I do. But I do have a particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a godsend for business owners like you. If you hire Ken Collins Marketing to build your website, people who look for you online will be able to find you. But if you don't, they will look for you. They won't find you. And you'll go out of business. KenCollinsMarketing.com